So this will be the first of an actual podcast. I guess I'm going to call it the Simcast because why not? Serve my narcissistic tendencies. <laughs> not personality. There's a difference. Um, so joining me today, we've got Night Scream from our last one in the bottom left with no camera, sad face. In the bottom right, Snifi 121. Sorry, I should have said Sniffy, but we'll get to... We'll explain that a little bit. We got Revel Strike up in the top right. That kind of rhymed. Fantastic from the last one. So I have decided I'm going to probably start doing this weekly. Probably do the recording on Sundays. Get it out hopefully by Saturday at the latest. Or sorry, Monday at the latest. Um, so PAX East just got concluded. I didn't get to check all of it out. I know. Slap on the wrist. Poor or bad official content creator Sam G the world coming to so i didn't get to check it all out i know i missed a good bit of today i did get to see about two days worth pretty solid i caught up on the first day which was well thursday but honestly i don't think that day was extremely uh busy and it was kind of a run through day to get themselves squared away and get started but so um Everyone here is actually Virtue, part of the guild that I mentioned in the last video. Um, this is going to be the start of a series that I'm going to be doing specifically for Ashes of Creation. I've come to the realization that in starting to do content creation videos that are specifically for YouTube, that if I'm not doing theory crafting stuff and I want to have a conversation about just the overall culture of the community or what's going on, I realize that I thrive more on having other members around to have a conversation. So I want to keep that going. Um, and in the future, if someone's interested watching this video and they would like to participate, feel free to shoot me a DM on Discord or um, email or any of that, which will be provided in the description below. So right before they started packs, I noticed they put out those pre-order packages, which I was actually really happy about because the last one was not my idea of a good time. I wasn't really too enthusiastic. <laughs> you know, um, we're going to kind of go around and round robin here, start with ice cream. What are your thoughts? Have you checked out the packages? You looked at them? Anything that stands out? Um, actually, yeah, I'm looking at them right now as we speak. Um, I love the look. It's definitely the items that are currently in it are items that we've been asking for. Mm -hmm. They look like they stick to what the world and the lore is going to be about. Mm -hmm. um, the only really issue I do have with them is I honestly think they need to scale down the cost. Uh, at this point, I do understand they're out of Kickstarter. Right. They, they have the funds to basically get the base game done. Right. Um, I don't want to pay $500 for a pre-order pack, even if it includes all this stuff. Mm -hmm. It's too expensive for an average player. Yeah, that's um, a good point, the average player. And the $75 pack, honestly it doesn't hold enough for me to want to buy that. Um, uh, and the prices, the only issue I really have is the prices because they are so expensive. The average player is not going to be able to afford that. And two, these are some of the most expensive pre-order packs I have ever seen in all of my MMORPG playing history. And I have done Arc Age, I have done Guild Wars 2, um, just to name a couple, and I've never seen pre-order packages this expensive. I can I can agree with some of that for sure. I'll definitely wrap up with some of my thoughts too, but give us, Sci-Fi, what are your thoughts on the packages you looked at them? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't pre-ordered uh, yet myself, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because I feel like I, I've been burned a few too many times funding like early access and, and pre-ordering MMOs mm-hmm. uh, and stuff like that before it's out of development. So mm-hmm. I, I really like to see that like finished product and, and hear what some people that, that you know I trust and know what, what their opinions are on it before uh, I go and, and fund it myself. That's That's my personal thing. But I mean, I, I think there are a lot of reasons to pre-order early. One of them being, probably the main one being, ensuring that it gets funded. Because yeah, they yeah. they are out of Kickstarter and whatnot. But things could come up, and you know, this is one of the most ambitious MMO projects I've seen in a long time, as far as some of the ideas that they have. Uh, so they could run into something where, hey, this is going to be a lot more expensive, and we're going to have to do a lot of, you know. <laughs> other different things that we didn't expect we had to do initially to make sure that this works and that this is ready to go on launch. So, I mean, I kind of get it for, from that point, but you're right, they're, they're really expensive and more expensive than some of the packages that, that I've seen out there, uh, other than some of these, you know, vaporware things that just disappear, cash grab type of things. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, I mean, you get a lot though with, uh, you know, when you look at like that $500 package, I mean, they're giving you a lot of stuff, but until we really get our hands on the game, do we know how much value all that stuff is really gonna gonna have? Um, I, I, I'm not entirely certain. I do think though, you know, a lot of these packages, they're not for, cause you were mentioning the average gamer uh, or, or the average player. And I don't know that any of these packs are really for the the average person. I think, you know, around launch when, you know, they have the title for $60, whatever retail they plan on, on paying it for, that'll be more for the, you know, the average person. I think this is for specifically the, the people who want to support and ensure that that development happens and that they want to be a part of the testing process because, you know, that that's that's an ex- exclusivity thing. They're, they're, you're paying for that ex- exclusivity. Mm. Can I counterpoint real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Um, on that, I I do agree with that, but still, when you still consider the fact that how expensive it is just to do an alpha or a beta, that's, I would be more inclined to buy more packages if they were just a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I agree. I, I would too. I mean, even if there was just a $60 package right now, I could probably get behind that. Especially yeah. if it included the base game access to whatever, beta one, beta two, whatever the deal is. Yeah, this is a, a basic package because I would love to contribute, but with the, what they're asking me to contribute right now, I can't do it. Not with the uncertainty and, and, the, and the my economic status right now. Gotcha. So, Rebel, what about you about the package? I saw some nods out of you. <laughs> That's uh, that's because I agree with with uh, some of the things that Night Screen said and some of the things that uh, that uh, Snifi has pointed out as well. Um, I I do believe that the packages have some very great things, uh, at least this month in it. And uh, to compare it to last month, I feel like um, I feel like last month was uh, leaning more towards the development staff and uh, more of what they wanted to see in the game. And this month's kind of more of what a player would want to see. Um, and uh that's cool you know it's it's cool for us to share in somebody else's world and somebody else's experiences and maybe what somebody else would want to ride around in uh, <laughs> every once in a while but uh it's not for everybody gotcha. uh, yeah but 
I definitely agree that the packs are a little little more expensive than they should be. Um, I think a targeted uh, market price, if you were good to go back and maybe kind of alter them a little bit, um, would probably be uh, even something as cutting the price in, um, in two thirds. I think two thirds of each package price would be uh, a good amount um, for anybody, even the $500 pack. Um, and if you were to limit, uh, I'm gonna quote kind of death proxies idea on that uh, as far as uh, if you were to take away the in-game embers that would probably really uh, really help out i mean i think if people wanted embers they would go and buy them themselves especially it's it's such a risk to buy something that you don't know it's such a risk to buy a currency that you don't know what you're going to get uh once you receive that currency um so with that being said i i you know, agree with both of these guys. Um, and um, uh, that's pretty much just my take on it. Right on. So I made a few notes about some of the things you said because I felt like you made some good points. So you talked about the average gamer, right? Is this going to be something that the average individual would be able to afford? I, I agree. Like, I kickstarted the game and stuff. I At the time of the Kickstarter, I looked at, at everything and I really weighed it out. And I think Snifi made a good point, right? It, it was about like, you know, it, to me, I view this as like, if you want to ensure that they are gonna have uh, the money to to make this look good, to make sure that they go above and beyond the expectations and to have more content, to have things squared away so they're not just meeting the baseline. Yeah, totally understand that this is gonna maybe be a little more expensive. It's, it's also your way of, trying to ensure that the game is well-funded because it is something that's being funded by the community for the most part. When this all started out, Steven had said that that they, at the time of the Kickstarter, when it launched, they had enough self-funding for a viable product, right? So all of this right now, all of this additional income that and revenue that they're, they're potentially gonna be bringing in is going to directly contribute to how, in my opinion, in my perspective, how more well evolved it will be at launch so so i think it's cool that they're there and they're adding all these things i do want to kind of go on with also with something that revel just said which was the whether we're talking about the risk of the embers i also view like something sci-fi said about how um you know the you're getting some of these items and you know there's not a whole lot of you don't really know what they're going to look like you don't you don't really see what they're actually going to look like so I agree with you too. There is definitely some risk in there. It's like, okay, look, I think these packages so far are probably my favorite out of all of them up until now that have been there since the outside of the Kickstarter, right? Like that, uh, it, it's like a griffin horse thing. I mean, Virtue's uh, crest is a stinking griffin, right? So, you know, from my perspective, I'm like- They, they call it uh, the sky's vengeance now. I saw that. I was like, oh, hell yeah, man, let's rock that. I'm down with it. That was epic right a white line sure why the hell not i mean all of that stuff great you do get beta and alpha keys depending on the packages and i get that but even when i look at from the pre-order pack for those at the wayfarer right going up to the expeditionary expeditionary to the voyager to the intrepid pre-order pack and i'm looking at those i'm like 75 150 250 500 it's a huge jump i it's like they're doubling all the way up so i see that I just don't, from my perspective, see the value increasing up to that much all the way up to the 
pre-order pack there at the top. And and the interesting thing is, if they do lower the prices, uh, or even make some some interim packs in between these different packs, I, I think they would make as much, if not more, money just having those options out there. Um, let me also throw this out: if they were to lower the cost, and I'm going to go back to to Arcage because okay. this is just the, this is the pre-order package that burned me a little bit. Okay. $50 was the base package, which would be the Wayfair, which is all the stuff you get in the, the last day to keep, blah, blah, blah. Right, right. And then the next one up was, I believe, was 75? 75, yeah. $100. And then the next one up, as max high as they went, was 150 which would right. be the Intrepid pack. Right, gotcha. Now, I, those are something that people will buy up like hotcakes because it's not too far out of someone's reach yeah. to say mm -hmm. i'm just gonna skip eating out or starbucks this month right there you go you have 150 bucks um two they need to stop switching out the packages so quickly they're doing them every month yeah they're doing a monthly right now because if someone sees that they see that intrepid pre-order pack and they're like oh that's the one i want but i need at least two or three months to come up with that amount of money to buy it well if you want to come up with a new pack maybe keep all of the packs you have on the shop but just don't like what's the word um advertise them as past packs gotcha like have a showcase for the newest ones and then if you like you know go through the shop you can go back and find the older ones or something exactly yeah because yeah. i'm sure there, i'm sure there are older ones that people saw that oh i really want that but i can't afford it right now also it'd be then, really cool if you yeah. say, say you buy like uh the wayfarer pack at a, a, a next point, you can upgrade to the expeditionary pack, and you pay the you know another yeah. seventy five dollars. That'd be cool too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. I do want to add one last thing. Okay, sure. I do see what they're doing right. um, with the five hundred dollar pack and the two hundred fifty. Uh, I believe is what it is. Mm -hmm. I, I really think at that point, it's a separation of not just. Uh, I don't think they're trying to make it, it, it super expensive for just to make money. I think they're trying to keep it expensive because they don't want too many people having access and it kind of makes sense. For, for a game that hasn't been um, uh, tested as far as um, uh, server width, like like uh, the, the amount of players um, on a server, um, especially when they're still testing and it's so early. So like if so many people could test alpha one and all the way to beta, and they're not ready for a stress test, I could see that possibly being the reasoning for um, how expensive they are. But the thing is, is it hasn't been, I don't know, if it hasn't really been portrayed that way towards the player. All we see is the number, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it sounds like uh, Alpha 1, which I think they said quarter four, 2018, mm -hmm. they announced that. Yeah. Uh, that's gonna be the, the big, stress test for all the the different types of pvp and sieges and, mm -hmm. and, and everything where there's going to be a lot of players in one area at once so i i think after alpha one maybe things will start to open up a bit in that regard yeah i did want to make a point this is for you intrepid studios if you're watching uh as a content creator there was one thing i thought that was really cool i think and Night Scream, you can totally correct me on this one since you were around back in those days with me. But uh, back in in Arc Age and when we were doing like it was, I don't know if it was closed beta, I can't remember anymore. But 
I remember I gave away packs, right? Mm-hmm. And frequently. Granted, not everybody likes to do the giveaway thing, but the you know there are there are a lot of people that want to play, and you know nowadays the giveaways don't come as frequently on my part as they they used to. You got to work for it a little bit, but it would be nice to ha- be able to gift these, and that's not currently an option. I mean, there's people in our own communities that are like, oh, I'm pretty interested in this and that. And there might be people I'm like, man, you got some viewers and some really loyal people in the community that that are like here often and they're super interested in this. And what a better way to get them into this than being able to, you know, potentially gift this to somebody, you know, through through some means of my own. And right now it doesn't seem to be a possibility unless I like get their account information, go on there, purchase it, blah, 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 et cetera but I don't really want all that information, my information on their account or anything. So that's a separate yeah. issue and everything. I see, I, I feel like the reason they're cycling through these monthly is because they they want to continue to have ways to entice people to to, to get up here, to, to purchase these packs, to f- fund the game a little bit more, right? By making it to where these aren't gonna be here for very long. So if you see something, see something you like, you know, you snatch it up and everything. But, um, you know, I feel like there's there's also kind of that issue with, with purchasing things in this way where a lot of people aren't really seeing some of the things that they want to see to know whether or not they really want to invest right now. And so I can see some of the frustrations people have with it. It's like, um, which I think some of the conversations about to lead that way when I bring up the next point, which is... Oh. Mm-hmm. Go Sorry, ahead. Just one last thing. Go for it. And also, the, the more frequently they bring out these packs, the more items they have to create in game, which takes more time. Yeah, I mean, for all we know, they could have these things made up already. Um, and I like awesome. a lot of these cosmetics and everything, but I really want to have an idea of what they're going to look like on my character. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing some of these in, in the Ember Shop in the future, if mm-hmm. that's all possible. Right. And I have a feeling with all this work that there's going to be some of these things you probably will see. But then again, being pre-order packs, they may not be. So Yeah, or maybe just different colorations. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't want to like push yeah. too far beyond this. We actually went in a good bit for that right there. So let's talk about uh, the panels at PAX. Um, I didn't get to watch them all. I did see uh, the one day where uh, they had the, the panel that was actually being shown at the PAX stream that they later posted, I believe on YouTube. But uh, I thought the panel was great. I thought they really covered, I, to me, that was a much better panel than the one I had seen last year at PAX West. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a shame I didn't get to go. I would have liked to have seen a lot of that with my own eyes. Uh, I don't know if they're gonna be at PAX South. I would like to see that, it's closer to me, but um, what were some of your, what were some of your takeaway impressions of not only the studio, but the game itself? now having PAX East being behind us officially, uh, Night Scream. Um, well, I did like what I see, saw in the live streams of the dungeon run that they managed to do. Mm-hmm. I liked some of the mechanics that I saw, and obviously a lot of placeholders are still in place mm-hmm. until they create their own. Um, I actually paid a little bit more attention to today's panel, which was the Q&A, and they answered a lot of questions. Um, to, to basically my satisfaction. And one of the questions I had, obviously, was, was the nodes question. You know, are nodes only going to be on land? What are your naval options? And they didn't, in fact, answer that question to the, um, 
let people know that nodes are going to be on islands and that if you do choose to go out there and find one, you're going to open up whole different quest lines that are, are basically going to have to do with seafaring. Mm -hmm. So that was also something that has never really been brought up by a lot of people that has or has been brought up is what are your intentions for the naval combat in the in the game? So he answered a little bit of that. Nice. That's really awesome. I'm glad that actually happened. Uh, cause I, I actually, it's been a complete mystery. I haven't seen a whole lot in that regard. Uh, Snifi? You're muted, by the way. Do you hear us? Because he's just talking to himself. Uh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, dear Lord. This is going to be bad real fast. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> there, was, uh, there was two things that really uh, stood out to me. Yeah. Uh, the first one being, um, you know, the panel with all the devs, when they're introducing themselves, they love to to name drop the projects they worked on in the past. Uh -huh. But the, the one that came up multiple times was Star Wars Galaxies, and that one, you know, it's <laughs> um, that, that was like my 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 first MMO love. Uh -huh. So, uh, <laughs> you know, when, whenever they talked about that, I was just kind of, it brings up the nostalgia, and it, it makes me really hopeful for this game, but also really wary, because, you know, it's been used in the past uh, to kind of lure people in. I know Smedley, uh, formerly of, of SOE, he did this, you know, thing where like, oh, you know, Star Wars Galaxies, you can come home on my latest project. And uh, it was uh, H1Z1, which, you know, that wasn't even an MMO. Like, why would we possibly, you know, be interested uh, in that title? But uh, the, the specific thing that, that really blew me away was uh, with the gameplay um, and, and really just uh, in general, you know, when when you see gameplay of, of games that are in alpha, usually there's you know, missing textures and they run into like bugs. Like this was very like well tested and ready to go. And the environments looked amazing. They didn't look like what I would expect from from Alpha Zero from, you know, where they're at in the game right now. Yeah. And, and they were vast and different and uh, and and colorful. Uh, really all the, the things that I want to see, <laughs> you know, uh, mm -hmm. it, it made me want to play right away. That's great. What about you, Rival? <sighs> the PAX panel. Um, I, I did enjoy the panel. I watched a little bit of it last night. Nice. Um, they, hit, they hit a lot of things that, uh, that, that I kind of needed to hear as a player, um, especially what they're working on. Uh, they went through um, I got to little, got to know a little bit more about the developers and the games that they did play, the history and stuff. I actually, <clears throat> as as bad as it, bad as it sounds, I actually played none of those games uh, that any of those uh, guys have done. Um, uh, but I, I've spent years on a couple of MMOs, but none of those, are, you know, unfortunately. Um, so the the with with the footage that I saw. Um, of the playthrough, I thought it was very well orchestrated. I thought it was um, a very good walkthrough by a, a really good hype man. Um, and he did his, his job well, and uh, he gave us, you know, exactly what we needed to see um, from it, it, not just gameplay, mm -hmm. but we needed to see the experience of, of even packs. Um, and uh, to to make us make us feel like we're there, uh, just in that little ten minute you know run through, um, 
it, it really hit home and it, it was a, it was a good thing to watch and see. Um, the panel was a good thing to watch and see. I didn't get to see the, um, the, uh, Q and a today. Um, but I, I wish I did. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that I'm going to go over and see some highlights on it, uh, later. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, the the impressions that I got were just very positive, and uh, I definitely um, it definitely makes me want to buy one of those packs. Um, so um, I've been sorry. A, you good? Go ahead. Um, the one negative I did want to take away is they didn't interview anyone who played the the test dungeon. Yeah, that was a little surprising. Yeah. They just said, "How did you enjoy it?" Yeah. Okay. They didn't really ask any questions of them, and I kind of wanted to see a little bit more of the player's view on what they did. Yeah, yeah. I was going to bring up my point was it sounds like I would say overall the consensus here is that it, whether you had viewed PAX last year or you just were aware of where they were at versus where they're at now, it sounds like overall we're all like, hey, y'all did good. So I think it's also important that with all the positives that we do, I'm not going to be total fanboy here. Like, I want this game to be really successful. I also feel like my value is someone who's going to be creating content. Granted, most of the stuff I'm going to be doing is theory crafting. I'm going to be doing PvP builds. I'm going to be doing PvE builds. I'm going to be posting this stuff everywhere. I'm going to freaking thrive on it. I'm going to, you're going to see me doing, you know, all of those types of things, running around raiding dungeons, guild stuff, fun stuff, dorky stuff. But I feel like my purpose right now, like we're not there yet. I feel like one of the best things I can offer that we all can offer who are participating in these in these types of, you know, webcasts or even just content creations where you're, you know, giving your own critique is to not only talk about the positive, but the things that like, mm, this is not so great, guys. Really need to tighten it up on this one because this could be a pretty significant flaw that could be the chink in the armor, so to speak. I'm, I would never make the assumption that, look, to have a, to, and they, I even remember hearing them in the background talking about this during PAX, right? To, to have this idea of knocking all of their MMOs out and stomping them and being the best is an unrealistic, unrealistic expectation. It's clearly not one they have, which is a great thing, but they, they definitely want to have their own place, their own foundation they build off of and community. And it sounds like they're doing a pretty good job of doing that. But here's 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 my perspective. I'm going to benefit you by giving you a critique of some things that are definitely things you need to work on, Intrepid. Okay, for Ashes of Creation, you've got to do a better job of how you are displaying things like packs, how you are doing, how you are being consistent with your your live streams during the Kickstarter. You were consistent like clockwork, and you need to be doing that now. That is very important. If you do not continue that, you are going to lose people and you are going to fail to gain people that could potentially be very passionate and all over this game and promoting it. And and you not only do you need more of that, but if we're going to come back to community, right? If community is that important, you can't let, let people fall by the wayside now. And I feel like that is starting to happen. And I feel like it's very important that that gets tightened up. Like they would benefit from having someone who is going to be able to be at PAX and to give the prison presentation that they deserve. And I'm not knocking them hard here. This is like the one main complaint I have. I really don't have anything else. They are doing a hell of a job. I see their enthusiasm during the panels. And I'm like, 
awesome. It looks freaking awesome. They're doing a hell of a job. You can tell that they're working really hard and you can tell that they're making progress and you can tell they're proud of it. And that is amazing. I love to see that. I think that people need to see that on a regular basis. It also, I think, would serve as a as a moment for you to take a, take a minute to step outside of it, to continue to engage in a community. And I'm not even saying Steven or all the people we've seen on those need to be there. Get a community manager, get somebody in place that's doing that, who's consistent on their social media, who's consistent on the live streams, who is going to be able to give it the presentation it deserves. Because I feel like if there is a chink in the armor, there is a, a point right now that it, there is failing. It is absolutely on engaging the community. There is a huge group of us that are already there, some from the Kickstarter, some over time that engage on the discords and, and everything else. Um, but you know, there's people that ride the hype trains and even the people that ride the hype trains, although when the game launches, they may die off later and they may not be around. Those individuals, there's still a percentage of those people who will become like devoted to this game. If it's amazing, they will be devoted to it. And you got the people that are going to be like, oh, it's the next hype thing. It's, you know, like Fortnite right now, it's the next hype thing. It's the thing everybody's talking about. We're going to jump on this bandwagon. We're going to ride the hype out until the next thing. And then those people are going to move on. But there's going to be a percentage of those people who are going to stick around. So if you've got random people that haven't really checked the game out before, maybe heard about it somewhere, and they jump on your live stream when you're at PAX, you've got to captivate those people. Show them all of these things that we have seen over the past year or so, these moments that have shined, you want them to be aware that those things exist and are going to continue to exist. And the best way to do it is keep current content on your social media, whether it's your Twitter, your Facebook, or blog posts on the website, or live streams on Twitch, or just the overall presentation of packs. Make sure the person doing it is squared away, ready to go, mics are good, video quality is good. Uh, when you're giving out keys, like, use a bot man just use a bot please so if you yeah. say oh, if God, the that main was, that was cringeworthy yeah, yeah that, was, that was amateur hour i mean it's, it was hard to see and if you need a little bit of help holler at me i'll hook you up i'll make it look good and there's plenty of people out there that can do it i'm just saying this is the one thing guys you gotta square this away man gotta square it away they can't do giveaways that way. They no. can't. It doesn't feel it's fair. It seems the word I've heard in other people over the stream or even in our own community is it seems easily that it could have been rigged and people could have already been chosen. And when you say we're getting done here and we're going to give keys out tonight and that doesn't happen, that needs to happen. And if it's not going to happen, just like the live stream in the past when we said we're going to be online here in a couple weeks or there's going to be an NDA lifted potentially, and you're going to probably see some people we don't know who yet streaming it and everything. Like if, if that's not going to happen, you got to pop on social media, let people know, keep them in the know like that, that transparency and that consistency, consistency, most importantly needs to be there. Um, that's my one big thing. So with that being said, uh, that's the only thing about this that I, that I have to say, you know, I'm hoping that they work on because I feel like you might lose your momentum and it, just like the production value in general of uh, the live streams was really kind of low yeah. as, far, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. They did do some, some cool things that, that 
while it, it seemed like it was kind of low production value, I, I thought they were kind of neat. Like the first day, they took some of the cameras and they went like behind some of the people who were actually mm-hmm. playing the game in the booth. That was kind of cool. That I was cool. I wish, I wish they did that more instead of just like cycling through the different cameras they had. Right. That were kind of like, you know, from a distance watching people and you could just hear crowd noise. Like that was that was cringeworthy. And yeah, like mm, some of today's boring. video, some of today's video that I did see was like I noticed that they were like walking around and kind of like touching base and oh to back up a second. Yeah, whether catch people catch people like their reaction on when they get done doing the test and like hey what'd you think about it? What was some of the stuff you thought was cool or whatever? Share it with the audience or bouncing around to the different devs and in their in their environment at PAX and kind of just seeing what they're doing and. Yeah, the whole stationary cameras and the audio quality. I mean, just, man, I can't. Oh, God. Yeah. And, and, and maybe like having something, you know, alternative to just, you know, watching people while they're playing and the panels and whatnot, maybe have a gameplay cinematic ready to roll while you're waiting to set up your, your next panel or your next, you know, little talk or, or whatever you're doing. For it's sure. Have something different than, you know, uh, uh, just the, the same old, same old that we saw like uh, through most of the days. It, it was seven hours of staring at different people's playing the dungeon. It was boring. Yeah, so, as much as people watching <clears throat> is fun for some people, that that was it was truthfully boring. So I got a segue right there. So that's a good point. So for some some people that were coming on the chat, I noticed were like, hey, you know, they were like making the complaint, like, hey, look. There, there's a part I got to play the middleman here to see both sides, right? Like I see, I see the individual who's dropping by, and they're like, "Oh my god, I saw this like all, you know, uh, same thing as yesterday, blah blah blah." And I'm sitting here going, "Well, dude, you weren't here like for the past three hours when there were some cool things like the panel happening, conversations happening, some Q and A happening. Like you missed out on that. Don't be quick to judge based on well, I'm here now and oh, I'm entitled to see something and make come, come on, dude. Like, well, they did that. release their. They did release their schedule on when their panels would be. Right. So we all had that information. We did, but yes. When I, when I logged in and to Twitch and there's, it's, I literally saw their 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 VOD. It was seven hours long, and it was seven hours. Yeah. Of just multiple angles of of the floor. Yeah, not the best and, quality audio either. And I couldn't even see what was being, honestly, what was being played on the panels on, on the monitors because it was so blurry. Yeah. Like I was sitting there thinking, like, I was watching some of that, and I was like, oh, dear God, I would rock that out. They need somebody to just be, like, on that. Get and somebody who's there to present just to make it look good. Give it that. And I give it what it deserves. That busy. Sorry. And I understand that they're busy there, but that seven hours could have been broken up into, like, in this hour, we're going to have a surprise interview with, uh, oh, yeah. a, with Steven. What are some of your questions on Twitch right now? Mm-hmm. Or we're going to have a... Um, we're gonna have this dev tell us what his pro- his current project is. Just they could have done like little tiny, their own little interviews. And yeah. They kind of they missed an opportunity. Like more frequently throughout, instead of just the moments where they did do some of that, but it was kind of more of a few and far between, I think. And it was like they comparison. caught people. Like, yeah. oh, I see so and so. Come on over here. We want you know. It's like, mm. So, so engaging in community, right? Uh, engaging yeah. new people in the community. I feel like there were some people that were coming on. You know, Twitch is a interesting thing. You, people there, there's a. I'm not gonna. Lie, I'm gonna play the advocate too. There's a lot of people that that are. There's a huge entitled mentality, right? I know I'm a Twitch streamer. I I know, 
and and so when you go and you you're on there it's like well why should i stay here with you and as much as i want to say that that's not the case it is and it's a cultural thing with twitch nowadays because mainstream now so when people hop on there it's like i want a key i want this i want that i want you know buy me being here that's unrealistic you're not going to get that from a game studio however in that group there are people that could be captivated presentation's important so I think what are what are some ways for you all right now? I think moving forward, even though we're we're we've got this like criticism and and again, to Intrepid Studios, freaking love you guys, right? Proud of the project. I am saying this because it would I feel like it, I would be a failing on my part not to make sure that this is something you're aware of. You want to be the, the you know the the MMO that makes it great again and you want to be about community, it's very important to ensure you don't lose a hold of the community and you are able to keep them engaged. And so those are some of the ways to do that. So for you all, what are some ways going forward if you had to say, and we did talk about this a little bit, but if you had to say one thing, right, uh, that you would say is your one point to make, like this is the one thing you could do that from, for me, from, an out, from a community member's perspective that's interested in the game, that is really excited about it, doing well, what's the one thing you would like to see them do in that regard of either presentation or engagement with the community that you feel like is the most important for you? Hmm. They need to be a little bit more consistent with their Twitter and Facebook updates. Because I was on there the other day and their last... Yeah major tweet before PAX was almost a month ago. And same thing for Facebook, it's almost two months since the last time they posted anything, even like concept art, just anything. Yeah. Yeah, they need they need a social media plan and someone to enact it a little bit better because they're, they're gonna lose people without consistency there. It's one of the most important things in marketing in general, uh, uh, specifically in the social media age, but uh, you know, you, you just have to have a consistent plan with, you know, even if it's just a stupid post, like, you know, throwback Thursday, you mm -hmm. know, show a picture of some like early concept art, you, you know, just something like that, just to get people, oh, hey, I, Ashes of Creation, I remember you, you know? Mm -hmm. like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I remember this. Has this been updated? You know, it's like, this is this then, then, this is this now, you know? And uh, another thing for me, I mean, they, they, they've talked about how the game is going to be like largely uh, and the world is largely going to be influenced by the, the community once they're playing it, but maybe find a way to have that community influence that world now, even if it's something like, I don't know, like have a, a contest for naming one of the like major towns or right. you know, something to get people like involved in the creation process more so than, than testing the game. Uh, that could be really, really cool and fun and, and a way to engage the community that you're, you're not really necessarily doing right now. Yeah, uh -huh. that'd be awesome. If I had one thing to say, it would be remember what it's like to be a community member and not a developer. It's really that simple. Put yourself in our shoes on a day to day. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I actually remember some live stream and I wish I sorry can't cite it can't cite it off offhand but there was one where they had mentioned something to that effect of how it was important you know to to be to be able to understand our perspective because that was them once or has been them um, and I feel like that's a good point 
to remain grounded. And you've got, you've got community members like in the community right now who are doing this to help ground you. Um, I feel like they are, they probably, if they see this, will take it and probably will learn from it. I think they probably will do something with it. Granted, I know that they don't have a community manager right now. Right. So, uh, I, I hope it gets, gets there soon. If you're watching this and you're, you know, you have the experience. I mean, I, I honestly went and I checked it out, um, online somewhere and I don't want to like step in, into that position to, to do any, anything to mess with that. But I did see where they have the posting and, and quite frankly, it's something even I could do. You know, there are people that have that knowledge. A lot of people who are probably live streamers who have enough experience or people who have worked in game development in different capacities who have that experience or, or any of that, the, the requirements aren't super high. I think it's important they find someone that is highly motivated that can can be consistent for them because you know what? It was very obvious to me on that panel too that they all work really hard they, there's a lot of crossover in roles to, to maintain the getting the job done. And I respect that. I respect that kind of work ethic. But I also recognize that it's really easy to get caught up in the work and and forget about some of the other things because you're so focused on getting the job done right. Um, so yeah, even if they don't hire a community manager, hire someone to handle your social media. Some, yeah. Yeah, because if it's too much on one person who's focused on 10 other things, it's like, man, yeah. I can see how easy, like, I, I have that problem with my own content, right? Like, in being consistent on social media and not hopping on and chatting and stuff like that. And what I've done is I've optimized people to help me to do that, too. And it, so I think it's something that's very important for them to do, especially with a community that big that's going to, I'm very sure, grow exponentially further in the very near future. So... Um, so talking about the momentum, keeping it going, we've discussed that. It seems pretty clear that we all agree that consistency and, and having someone in place to do that's important. So, um, ways to captivate, captivate the community. We kind of talked about that too, like, you know, uh, throwback Thursdays or something, or, you know, going and showing some of the things that maybe the new person that caught the last live stream, you know, that's like, you know, hungry for more. Like I know Revel, he's, you know, he's like man, like I want to see some more of this stuff. And, uh, man, you know, I came upon a, a hidden gem to be honest. Uh, and it's the, there's this ashes of creation dot wiki. Yeah. I'm promoting it. It's freaking fantastic. Right. Um, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things being put together by the community. It's not their official site clearly, but everything on there is organized so, so well. And it's, it's just done so beautifully. Yes, ashesofcreation.wiki, and I'm going to post the link down below. And the reason I'm posting that is because for people who who are like, whether you're a content creator and you want to have the facts and you want to have something really solid to go and refer back to, serves great for people like me in that capacity. For the average player who just now came along and it's like you want to, you can't go back to social media and see a whole lot of consistency and stuff, so you maybe don't know where to look. Like they, it's data, their data is there and it's organized and it's freaking amazing. There's pictures of mounts, stuff that even I, who thought I had actually caught everything, was like, well, holy hell, I missed like, look at that. Missed some of that stuff. Love it. It gives me more to do in those periods where feel like they haven't had another live stream or they're we're waiting for the next one or waiting for the next step and not really too sure of where it's at. I feel like it's important to that we know when the next thing is coming, that we can count on it 
and that when it does come, we know when the next one is too. Uh, so, so anyway, I, I noticed our time. I don't want to go too much longer. It's a little bit longer than I expected, but I do appreciate y'all being here. I feel like we covered a lot and, uh, it's, you know, there was a lot of topics I would like to continue to talk about, whether it's with other members of virtue here. Um, some of which are in the order, which is our, our uh, section of virtue that is somewhat separate, but it's our content creator group. And there's a handful of us. Uh, and I know right now the one that's actively streaming is also Snifi down there in the bottom right. Who's going to be called Sniffles for at least another five months. And I'm going to explain why. Yeah, this is happening. So when this dude showed up on my channel, this is just a little bit about Sir Sniffles down the bottom right. Sorry, homie. So down the bottom right there something you gotta understand right came on to my channel like probably what about a year ago now almost right yeah it's yeah, been almost over a year yeah over a year probably and uh yeah and i uh you know he's cool dude hung out game some and stuff even made him a song for his uh podcast or whatever and this whole time a good nine months of it I'm all like, hey, man, so like, do you, do you, you know, is it Sniffy or how do I say that? Is it right? Because I hear your friend saying it in Discord differently. He's like, yeah, Sniffy, that's cool. And I'm like, all right, man, I get used to Sniffy for like nine months. And then one day I'm like in a group and he's going, no, it's actually Snifi. I'm like, <laughs> I'm conditioned to say it as Sniffy. I still slip up. So for the record, everyone, it's Snifi, but you will notice me call him Sniffy for at least sometimes for at least another five months, probably. Gotta gotta I mean, respond really in kind, yeah. <laughs> no. It that see what he did there. Don't take that. Don't do that. Don't trust me. It's a mistake. Say Snifi, get it right the first time. Don't let him mislead you like that. One so, is your name. One oh, is you not. know. You know, it's whatever you want to say, man. It's cool. No. <laughs> Soon you're going to change your name to Dweedle, and that's going to happen because you're already doing it. See, just saying. All right. So going to go round table here, go round circle here. I go uh, Night Scream to, to Snifi, Sniffle to, to Revel, and <laughs> give a shout out, promote what you'd like on the way out of here before I give my, my final say or whatever here. So, Night. Um, well, I don't really have anything to promote, um, so I'll just pass it on to Revel. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, follow my, my Twitch stream, uh, twitch.tv slash snifi121. Snifi121. <laughs> well done, sir. And, uh, and you can follow me on Twitter at <laughs> F-U-N-D-E-R-P-U-N-T. I know it could be confusing because it doesn't match. And Revel? Uh, yes, I'd like to um, <laughs> promote. I would like to promote our Discord. Um, link will be, I'm sure, supplied down below. Um, come on, hop on. Uh, uh, I'm there all the time when I get off of work. Uh, before I go, sometimes before I go to work, when I say all the time. Um, but uh, most of the time when I'm off, um, I'm in this channel. I'm on this Discord, and I'm ready and willing to talk to anybody who uh, needs needs to talk to somebody or uh, even figure out uh, what they're doing in game. Um, or willing to help out with any any games, uh, theory crafting ideas, thoughts, whatever. So just come join me in the Discord. Um, you'll be able to talk to uh, Nightstream, um, Sim quite often, and uh, Snifi as well. Um, we're all here and ready, willing to uh, talk, have fun, and be friends. You know what I mean? So um, it's just a welcoming environment. Um, 
and who knows you may even be a kooky member like all of us yeah, there is one thing I will yeah. go ahead and um, promote is definitely go by the uh, the virtueorder.com website and check us out there. You'll find out a whole bunch about what we do, what what we stand for, and what we're looking for in our future guild members. Ain't that the damn truth, baby? All right. On that note, if you would like to check out the Virtue Order, you know where to go. Links will be in the description. Uh, if you'd like to join either my my stream discord or virtues discord also links will be in the description uh ashes of creation links also will be in the description i encourage you to check them out if you're not uh if you have not done so yet and uh and if you are a, another content creator that's interested in participating in a panel such as this feel free to shoot me a dm on uh discord twitter or uh my email which possibly will be down in the description as well and uh yeah and, and like i said the links for uh for, for Snifi, Sniffles, Sir Sniffles, if you would like to introduce yourself to him like that on stream sometime, it would be fantastic. I think he'll know where you came from if that happens. Uh, so yeah, links for everybody will be in the description down below. And uh, yeah, we'll try to make this a, uh, I think probably weekly thing. So uh, starting probably Sundays to uh, having it out by Mondays. And oh, shout out to Ace Knight 13 or Phantom Hawk for being my first Patreon supporter. If you're interested in supporting this webcast or any of my other content, you are so inclined, feel free to use the link below as well. Till next time, see you on stream. <laughs>